Warning, the content you are about to listen to is not, I repeat, not suitable for anyone under the age of 18. This podcast can contain crude humor, adult situations, strong language, and drug references. Sorry, Mom. Listener discretion. I repeat, listener discretion is advised. And also, any music that is played at at any point in time during the history of the bakery, I do not own. Point blank and period. Hope you all enjoy, and go fuck yourselves! Ladies and gentlemen, like I promised, it's going to be a double dose of the bakery. I don't really have too much like football news because I pretty much got through that in the last episode, episode 5, just chilling. Um, so we're just going to get into it here in a few seconds. Um, I have a special guest today. No, it's not you know, Vinny Vincent or anybody of that nature. But this guy is one of my close close friends and is a also a for uh, not a former metalhead. He's a current metalhead, damn it. And is a as I'll call him the wild side historian. Uh this is my friend Josh Lehman. Josh say hi to the folks. Hey, hi. How's everybody doing? Doing good. You all doing good? Great. Uh good to be here. Hey Aaron, how you doing? It's um been a long time since we've been wanting to do this episode. We uh been wanting to do this for a while here now and um let's uh get right into this. We're gonna go track by track on this uh Wildside UTI album and Yeah. Well, damn it Josh, you spoiled the damn episode for everybody, but I guess if you weren't if you haven't been paying attention to the Facebook page, which if you haven't been, please go like the Facebook page. It's the bakery podcast where I post all these episodes. But yeah, thanks to Josh, we're going to do the uh, 1992 Wild Side album under the influence. This is going to be a track-by-track review. And maybe, just maybe, we might have a special guest in the books in the coming weeks for the bakery. I'll explain that after we're done with this album review. But without further ado... Let's get into it. Here's gonna. Let's get into this album review. Here's track number one. Hang on, Lucy. 
But before I do so, the music you heard at the beginning of the show is Tornado of Souls by Megadeth. Dave Mustaine, please do not sue me. I know I don't own the rights to this, to the song. I just wanted to say um, Rust in Peace is the album of the week. We're also going to play another song, uh, Hangar 18, at the end of the show for the um, for the album of the week. So, again, like I said, without further ado, here is the first track from Under the Influence. Here is Hang On, Lucy.
Well, as you guys heard, that is the first track off of this, as you're going to find out, this really great album. I mean, me personally, there's only like one song that I don't like, and you guys will find that out here uh, pretty soon as we get down to this. But Josh, since you are the guest, you get to have the first words on Hang On Lucy. So what are your thoughts? Okay, Aaron, uh, with Hang On Lucy, the first track, I, I think it was an amazing way to start off an album, especially an album of this time frame, this era, and it's just straight, you know, straightforward, straight ahead, rock and roll, in your face, just amazing, it's just one hell of a freaking tune, and it's the first single off the album, and it's just a kick-ass tune. You know, man, I couldn't agree anymore, like, when you first... Uh, when we first saw this album, let's let's say a little something about that. You know, I think was it me that found out that Wild Side was a thing? It was you originally. It was you originally, yes, and then you were the one that brought it to my attention. Yeah. So, uh, way back like last year in August, during like the first Rock and Pod Expo, I was with Josh and his dad actually, um, and we were you know we were music shopping. He took. Him and his dad took me to Trader's World, and we stopped by this um, this place called. Uh, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't Yesterday and Today Music. Um, buybacks, yeah, we went to Buybacks, and we were looking for stuff. You know, I was look, I was on the mad hunt for some more Steve Vai stuff after I got Passion and Warfare, and really enjoyed that record, which we'll be doing an album review on that one, um, which I'll be doing one. I don't know. I mean, Josh, you're welcome to do one with me. Um, we'll do Passion Warfare at some point in time down the road. But we were we were at this place called Buybacks, and it's kind of like a kind of like a second, you know, second rate pawn shop, I guess, for like just entertainment stuff, like video games, movies, and music, and game systems, and all that shit. And I'm standing looking at the case where they keep all the expensive shit. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, I yelled. I was like, Josh. And he's like, what, 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 what? And I was like, look at the bottom. He's like, holy fuck. And um, it was this CD. Now, Josh's parents got him this CD for his birthday, for his 20th birthday. And I remember seeing it, and I was like, damn, lucky son of a bitch. And he, you know, he's probably worn the shit out of this, as you guys will find out. And, you know, I got to finally sit down and listen to this um, probably last week. I was making sure that I was well prepared for this. But to get the full circle back around for Hang On Lucy, I couldn't agree more with you. Um, this track is absolutely fucking killer um you know when um when drew starts in with the hang on lucy it's a it it really just sets the tone for the rest of the album so now we're gonna we're gonna get into track number two and that is so far away and I'll give you my thoughts first, and then Josh will give you his thoughts on this one. Uh, with, but like I said, without further ado, here it is, So Far Away. 
All right. So my thoughts on um, so far away. Another killer track on this album. You know, and this is what you're gonna notice as you guys are hearing this with Wildside. Their chorus is very, very melodic, and I love that shit. Um, like when you when you hear "So Far Away," it like. Like I said, stuff like that, like the quote, melodic chorus, is going to set the tone for the album. Um, I'm going to let Josh take over here, and he'll give you his thoughts on uh, So Far Away. Josh, what's your thoughts on So Far Away? Okay, yeah, So Far Away, man. Where do I start? Um, The uh, very first time I heard it, I just thought it was like very, very melodic. I mean, it was... The song is just filled with hooks, very rich, very meaty, and I actually played it for my dad, like, the first day I actually got the album, and he honestly, okay, my dad's a big Rush fan, first of all, but when I showed him this, he actually thought it was Geddy Lee from Rush, and he, I was like, no, this is like a whole new thing, and he was, he was blown away, I mean, like again the the song's just very melodic like if you if you like that 80s melodic hooks you know and that very rhythmy guitar and very chimey you know this is a song for you but it's just it's full with a lot of just good tunes but so far away the notes the guitar riffs the drums just everything is so well done the produces the producing quality is just amazing yeah, production quality is just amazing. But uh yeah, the song's just another just another killer. All right. So so yeah, I you know, I I love the first two tracks on this album. Now this next song I don't like so well and it's kind of a grower. This is like the f- one filler song that I'll say is filler cuz that's exactly that's exactly what it is. There's another song on here that's filler and uh Josh will tell a story about that because here I'll I'll say it right now. We were supposed to have Benny Ryan dance on as a follow up episode. That has now been canceled because I was talking with a source who I'm not gonna name, and he said, you know, you don't want to do that. Benny was fired from the band because he was embezzling money in among other things. Of course he wouldn't name those other things, which you know, I completely understand. It's probably public knowledge. And I'm not trying to piss off any member of the band in any way, shape, or form. So we're not going to have Benny Ryan dance on the show. But Benny has told some told some things about, told some stories uh, to Josh here that, you know, Josh, if you want to get into, go for it. That's what this show's about. If not, you know, you know what, I'm... You know what? Yeah, I'm going to say it now. We're, instead of Benny Rindance, guys, we're going to have Drew Rose. Right? Right. Okay. Drew Hanna. He changed his name to Drew Rose. And he's the lead singer of Wildside. And he's going to get into this album a little more in a little more detail than what we are. We're just doing this as fans of the band and fans of this album. So, like I said, this third track, track number three is Monkey See, Monkey Do. 
me personally, I don't like this track. You're going to hear Josh's uh, Josh's thoughts on it after we play the track. So here we are. Here is Monkey See, Monkey Do.
Yeah, but, uh, the song Monkey See, Monkey Do, um, yeah, I, I started off not really caring for it, but the more I listened to it, the more it just kind of ended up grabbing me a little bit more, but I'm still not 100% on it. It's, it's a good song, but it's just not my cup of tea, but, um, as mentioned before, I have been talking to Benny Rindance, one of the lead guitarists of the group, and um, he has mentioned a few things about the album, and when we have Drew Hanna, or Drew Rose, the lead singer on later on, he will come on and he will give his, you know, confirmation on if these are fact or not, but uh, what I have been told is that one of the songs that were supposed to be on the album is called Crash Diet. Now, this song is also a Guns N' Roses song. It was supposed to be on the album, but what has what I've been told, again, don't know if this is fact, but Drew will confirm it if it's not, if it is or if it's not, but Crash Diet, Guns N' Roses cover, they did it. It was supposed to be on the album, but Benny has told me that they played the song for Axl Rose when they recorded it, and Axl was like, no, do not put this on the album. I do not want this on the album. So it ended up not being on the album, but however, um, it is on a best of, like, essential wild side CD compilation somewhere out there in the world. But yeah, again, Monkey See, Monkey Do, I like it. But it's not, I'm not 100% on it. You just kind of have to be in the mood for it. See, guys, what I tell you, he's quite the, he's got quite the knowledge on him. Um, well, yeah, I'll, I'll say it right now with it being my, my podcast. Um, when we have Drew, Hannah, Drew Rose on, he's going to confirm or deny all these stories that Josh will go into on the Drew, on, the interview that we're going to have with Drew, and he's going to, you know, elaborate on all these stories that Benny has told us. Now, I didn't want to get into this personally because, you know, I don't like pissing a lot of people off, but Benny told us to, you know, plug all this stuff for Wildside. Now, my sources told me that Benny is running that stuff without the band's permission. So, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to sell myself out and, you know, piss off people that I don't mean to piss off. Because in this bit in this business of podcasting, you know, you can something you can say can either make or break you. And I'm not going to say anything that's going to piss off any members of the current band. And, you know, I I I have to say for the most part, I love this album. And, you know, I'm, again, we'll, we'll get all these stories confirmed by the man himself. Um, we'll get it confirmed by Drew. But for, but before that, you know, we got to get through this album review. And let's move on to the next song, and it's Just Another Night. Outside my window, the rain 
so just another night this is one of two ballads on this record Theodore calm yourself and that's my that's my uh, seven month old son he's making his weekly appearance on the show as he does every week um, you know this is another song that's kind of a grower but I actually kind of like it I don't like the second ballad on this rec on this album uh, kiss the love goodbye kiss this love goodbye and um you know this is one of the longer songs off of this record and like like josh said before theodore calm down calm calm as josh said before uh you know the melod the melodies of this record is what really makes it special and, you know, I'm going to let him take over here in a few minutes to explain, to, you know, say some things about this song. And like I said before, when we have Drew on, he will confirm or deny all this stuff. This is just, you know, what Benny Rindance has told Josh. So, Josh, what are your thoughts and thoughts and feelings on Just Another Night? Okay, on Just Another Night, man, I got to tell you, um... This one, I instantly loved. I mean, no matter how many times I listen to this song, uh, the vocals are, man, just out of this world. The vocals that Drew pulls off on this track still, I mean, yeah, this might sound a little cheesy, but hey, I don't really care. This is my feelings. But the vocals that Drew is able to hit on this track every time I hear it they just send chills down my spine man like it's it's a very heavy song it's it's really it's very emotional I mean it's it's a hell of a song man like what else can you say I mean again the freaking vocals are the vocals are my best my most my favorite part of the tune but I mean the guitar the drums everything again just stellar amazing but like a little, a little bit of a backstory, and again, this is what I've been told by Benny Rindance. I do not know if these are true. We will get confirmation on these stories that I tell by Drew himself. He will confirm these. But a little bit of a backstory that I've heard is that rumor has it is that Just Another Night is the song that actually got Wildside signed to their record deal at Capitol Records back in 89, I believe. But, you know, again, on the song, the vocals are my best part. I mean, it's the vocals that he hits on this song is just, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So, yeah, I mean, you as you guys are going to hear, because I'm playing all the songs off of this album, you're going to hear uh, Drew Hannah, Drew, uh, Drew Hannah Rose... I'm just going to call him Drew. That Drew hits on this record are just fantastic. So, we're going to get into the next we're going to get into the next song and this is another one of my favorites. Oh my goodness. Josh is sitting next to me in excitement. Here is my second favorite song off of this record. Here is Looks Like Love. Yeah. 
God damn. That, that song is absolutely killer. No fucking filler. That is classic as fuck. Uh, let me tell you right now, man. Looks Like Love, that is a hit song in the late fucking 80s. Even though this band, even though this album came out in 1992, it literally... It oh my god! Take in, I don't think any band from that t- time period in the late eighties could have made could have pulled off what Wildside did with "Looks Like Love." You know when the band gets into it, it looks like love. Oh my goodness! You know, like I said, the melodies in the the mel the melodic chorus of this album is what makes it just explode into your ear holes but i'm gonna let josh take over on looks like love let's let's get his thoughts josh what are your thoughts on looks like love okay uh dude again freaking looks like love oh my freaking jesus dude like honestly this song is my freaking favorite dude like God, there's so many good tracks on this on this album, but dude, looks like love is the shit. Like, holy freaking damn! Like, I don't know, dude. Just I I can't say enough about it. It's it leaves me speechless. But like when, I mean, you know, the song kicks off, and the lyric that Drew, you know, says in the song looks like love pulling me through. That lyric right there, it just grabs me and holds me for the entire tune. But, like, just the whole song is just, it's stellar, it's crisp, amazing. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. The only reason why this whole album did not go top fucking ten was only because it was 1990 fucking two. So, I mean... Everybody has their opinion, but yeah, in my opinion, the only reason why this didn't go bigger than what it should have been is because it was 1992, and Nirvana and Pearl Jam and all those came out, but just, again, this song is my favorite off this album, it's totally killer from top to bottom, the whole thing, masterpiece, and I'm gonna totally agree with Aaron on this, there is no other band that came out in this era that could have pulled off the riffs, the drumming, the bass, the vocals, everything about this song. There's nobody else in that time period that could have pulled that song off like Wildside did. There is one and only Looks Like Love, and that's the one by Wildside. Well, guys, we are, we are halfway done with this album on this next track. Well, before I get into it, I just wanted to say thank you all for, you know, giving this podcast an opportunity to be in your, you know, your rotation. I know a lot of people are release. there's a lot of podcasts out there, and people release, release content every day of the week, and I'm trying to just to find my time and to get into your hearts and, well, to get into your, you know, that weekly rotation of podcasts. I have my own weekly rotation i know everybody else is you know they love their podcasts but i just want to say thank you to all 
who are, you know, who have listened from episode one. I mean, if you've listened from episode two, that's fine. That's a good episode to start on. Right? Right. But, you know, let's get let's get back into this album review, shall we, with a little Lad in Sin. talking about mothers keep your little girls inside look up here is a pain you fear can you see a burn in my eyes what you see is always what you
Okay, man, Aladdin Sin, damn. Like I said, man, this whole album is just amazing from top to bottom. I mean, another kill, another, you know, another killer tune, man. It's just like Aladdin Sin is, you know, in my opinion, probably the heaviest tune on the track. I mean, on the album. My apologies, but um, the album. Ha I mean, I mean, yeah, the whole album and the track alone. I mean, it has. This, this song has so much attitude and just so much in it. It's just, it's it's grimy, it's 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 tough, it's rugged, it's heavy, it's it's amazing. I mean, it's it's definitely a song that every metalhead will fall in love with. I mean, it's got everything for a metalhead. But um, another little story that I've heard on this song is that uh, the album was either finished or close to being finished... And they, uh, one of the band members came into the studio and was like, hey, dude, we need, we need a heavy tune. We need a really heavy tune on this album. So that's where they came up with Latin Sin, and Latin Sin was one of the very last tunes written for the album. But, you know, the song as a whole, I mean, it's, it's, it's special. It's very, very special. You know, you have, everybody has that one song that, you know, when you listen to it and you get fully invested into a song, you can just feel that, whoa, this is something very special. Like, it's very impactful, but it's just, it's nuts. It's, the whole entire album is stellar from top to bottom, and Aladdin Sin, just amazing song, heavy. I mean, I know for a fact, I wish... I could have seen Wildside live back in 92, 93, definitely. That would have been definitely one of my bucket list shows to definitely see. But, like, just, you know, the song as a whole, amazing, clean. But, you know, just, you know, like, like we've been saying, it's just heavy, perfect. Fuck, Josh. I think what you were really meaning to say was that this song is another example of killer, no filler. Let me tell you, the acoustic guitar in the middle of the song, leading up to this fucking killer solo by Benny Rindance or Brent Woods... Again, we'll get more of this detail from Drew when he comes on. I don't know a whole lot of, you know, a lot of these details, but that guitar solo. Killer! God damn, Jesus Christ, Josh. Yeah, you said it. It's a fucking killer. Um, You fucking lost my train of thought, dickhole. Uh, it's just a killer fucking guitar solo. Another example of a killer tune on this album. But we're going to get on to another killer track. And that is... Actually, no, we're not. That's coming up in a little bit. But we're going to talk about this uh, this 47-second uh, filler track called Drunk Drunken Man Blues. I can't really say a whole lot about this track. It's only 47 seconds long. And it's it's 
the perfect example of a filler track. Of course, we're going to get Drew's thoughts on this track when we have him on in a couple weeks. But Josh will take this song again. And here is Drunken Man Blues. Actually, I have one thing to say about this tune, and it it sounds like one of those, you know, typical 80s western movie tracks where it sounds like one of those, you know, it's coming out of an old jukebox and you're just hearing somebody just strum on an acoustic guitar. And that's all fine and dandy, but honestly, with how killer this album is so far, the album kind of got halted a little bit, and I'm just like, what the fuck is this? 47 seconds of what? Somebody just strumming on an acoustic guitar? Is it for sitting in a goddamn saloon back in 1886? Come on, now. Alright, Josh, take, the, take this track and say whatever you need to say about it. There's not really much to say, in my opinion. Alright, uh, Drunken Man Blues... Uh, yeah, 47 seconds, little, you know, definitely filler, definitely, definitely filler, but, um, you know, um, again, another little story I've heard about this little filler is, um, the, like, little sounds, when you listen to it, the sounds in the track is supposed to be somebody taking a cigarette wrapper and messing with it. Like, just crumpling it or just messing with it. But, uh, you know, it's it's just a filler tune. It's not really anything extravagant or, you know, groundbreaking or, you know, amazing or anything. Just a little filler, you know, 47 seconds. But, you know, there's not really much you can honestly say about it. But, yeah, I do agree that when this part of the record hits... When this part of the record hits, the album does honestly start to hold a little bit. But, yeah, that's there's not much to talk about. Well, all right, we're going to get this album moving after that little stop. And we're going to start it with How Many Lies. And spoiler alert, this album starts to pick up after this song. So I hope you guys are enjoying this one. So bad. 
many tears must I cry? How many days and how many ways? How many men can you break? Oh, baby, how many men can you
Okay, well, Jesus Christ, after hearing that song, I have come to a conclusion, ladies and gentlemen. This song is about some hoe that couldn't keep her pussy off another man's dick. Literally, the, the lyric that got it, got it for me is, You're like a neighborhood cat in everybody's sack. Like, what? Like, that's like, hey, man, your mom's a village bicycle, dude. Everyone's at least had a ride. That's on that level. Like, whoever this person was, this song was about, if it was about anybody, good lord, did they get around. Holy shit. By the way, I forgot to mention, Hang On Lucy is about a prostitute. So, we still got that uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll feeling to this record. Josh, what are your thoughts on How Many Lies? Because I'm taking the next song. Okay, man. How Many Lies? All right. How Many Lies? I mean, it starts off with that, again, very melodic, you know, very, very rhymy, very soft. And then it just kicks in and runs right up to you and kicks you right in the nuts. But, but it's just, it's an amazing song. It's, um, you know, it's very, it's very heavy at times. It's definitely like a, a ho song, you know, what Aaron was talking about. And it's like we keep saying, man, it's another killer tune off a totally killer album. Dirty ho. All right. Well, I'm going to take over the next song. And this is my favorite track on this album. This is Hair of the Dog. And I'll just say right now, this track is fucking killer, no filler.
Jesus fucking Christ. The first time I went through this album, I was like, holy shit, wait a minute, what the fuck is this song? And it was Hair of the Dog, and let me tell you, killer, no fucking filler. The best track off the album. No no competition whatsoever. I don't care if you put it up against Looks Like Love or So Far Away or Hang On Lucy. Hair of the Dog's gonna kick those fucking songs in the ass. It's got anything and everything you could think of. A fucking hook. A fucking just chorus that you can fucking hum. And a killer fucking guitar solo. What more can you ask for in a song? And the vocals. Jesus Christ, the vocals are fucking kick ass. Josh, what are your thoughts and feelings on Hair of the Dog? And if you don't say that it's the best song off the album... You're fucking lying to yourself. Okay, man. Hair of the fucking dog. It doesn't get much better than that, man. I mean, the song alone is just... Like he already like he already said. All killer. No filler. Absolutely no filler. But it, it's just heavy as hell. You know, it's a chorus that you will absolutely have stuck in your head for weeks on end the first time you hear it. And, um, you know, like it says in the song, you need one more shot, one more drink. You know, sex, drugs, rock and roll, it's what it's all about, right? I know it's what it's all about here. And it's just, love the fucking song. Amazing. All right, nine down, three more to go. Here is the tenth track of this killer album and of course Josh and I are going to give our give ourselves give this album a rating at at the end of the show and we're going to tell you you know all those big details you know who produced it where it was produced all that stuff at the end of the show Yeah. 
here is Heart and Soul. Okay, man, Heart and Soul. Another totally amazing song, man. I mean, I always have this problem to where every time I hear the album, I always have a big tie for my favorite track between Looks Like Love, Hair of the Dog, and Heart and Soul. And then Throw Clock Strikes in there somewhere. But, I mean, I think this is one of the most, you know, unrelenting songs on the album. It doesn't give up. It's constantly in your face, down your throat. I mean, it's just constantly right there kicking your ass. I mean, it's another... When Wildside did this album, every guy in the band at every position knew exactly what the hell they were doing and just how to write songs and just how to do everything they were they just all knew how to do how they knew how to write they knew how to make songs they just all knew what they were doing they were geniuses you know josh i couldn't agree with you more but this isn't one of my favorite tracks i'll give i'll give I'll agree with you on this. It is relentless. The the you know the chorus, break my heart, break my soul. That like I'll I'll give this song the credit that it's due. It's ki- it's ki- it's a kick-ass tune. It is a kick-ass tune. It's got anything and everything that you want. But it's no hair of the dog. I love that song. But we're going to go next into track 11 and this is the one this is the second ballad off of the off of this album. And I don't like it. And I'll tell you why after after I, after this. Here is Kiss This Love Goodbye.
Alright, so here's why I don't like this song compared to Just Another Night. Just Another Night is what we call a power ballad. It's got, it's got you know, what a power ballad needs to be different from this fucking shit. I, now, I'll admit, I'm a ballad guy. And I admitted on the Decibel Geek that I listened to forever for an eight-hour straight period. That's a power ballad. This song belongs on, now that's what I call love, 1990s. Because this, this is the epitome of a 1990s love song. It's slow. It's depressing. It's sad. Josh... Give me your thoughts. What do you think of Kiss Kiss This Love Goodbye? Alright, man. Kiss This Love Goodbye, gosh. I mean, definitely, you know, between the two, meaning, you know, obviously Kiss This Love Goodbye and Just Another Night, I'm definitely going to have to agree with you that I am totally going for Just Another Night. I mean, it's like you already said, it's, it's got that slow depressing feel to it and it's it's a very emotional song and you know it's 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 very it's very rhymy and hooky but it's it's just too slow for my taste but um you know it's it's definitely not my favorite track definitely definitely not but you know if i'm picking between the two i'm definitely going with just another night but you know just another night has that power behind it which makes it a power ballad but with this song it's a ballad i mean it's got that slow feel all the way through and it's it just doesn't have the power that i'm really wanting behind it all right well fuck yeah here we are ladies and gentlemen the final song track 12 and let me tell you right now this is the way to and a fucking album. Clock. This is Clock Strikes.
Alright, like I said in the introduction to this song, this is the way to end an album. Right here. This track is my fourth favorite track. No, I'm going to say it right now. It's my third favorite track. It replaces Looks Like Love for the third place on the favorite track chart. Because this track, when they go... The clock strikes 12, and then Benny, not Benny, ooh, when Drew goes into his vocals, holy shit, bro, that guy has got some damn pipes. Jesus Christ, this, a perfect ending to an album. Now, Josh, what are your thoughts and feelings, and then we're going to give our ratings. Okay, man, clock fucking strikes i completely agree with you again man this is the perfect way to end an album perfect perfect way it's that big arena anthem that has everybody pounding their fists up in the air giving those devil horns it's a huge anthem but i absolutely love this song i like i said earlier i always find myself stuck in this four-way tie on this album between Looks Like Love, Hair the Dog, Heart and Soul, and then Clock Strikes. I always get a four-way tie with those songs, and I can't, I can't choose one. It's, it's so tough for me, but it's just absolutely amazing tune, phenomenal, and whoever in the band came up with this song amazing job i love it you guys are geniuses and drew i just want to say if you're listening when you guys made this album you guys were making timeless music that will last generations and definitely when ever the time comes where i have my own kids i am definitely exposing them to this album definitely so you know, going out to everybody in the band, Drew, yourself, if you're listening, thank you guys so very much because this music needs to be found more often than it really is today. There's so many people that don't know about this in particular record, and it's such a shame. It is such a shame, and it's it's really it's it really you know. All the friends that I have, I've showed this album to, they all absolutely love it. It's just astonishing, phenomenal album, everybody. Honestly, I couldn't have said it any better myself. I just want to say thanks to the band for putting this out so Josh and I can give our personal thoughts on this this record. And you know what? This gets an 8 out of 5. 8 out of 5. 8.5 out of 10 to me you know you know what no I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a 9 a 9 out of 10 you know I can't I can't really bash you bash you guys for you know putting kiss this love goodbye because of the time period that's perfectly fine um but this this right now is on the level of Judas Priest firepower. I know people are going to fucking shoot me for that, but you know what? I love Judas Priest firepower, okay? 
It's one of the greatest album. It's it's going to be the best album of 2018, regardless. But you know, I, did, I like I said, I just want to thank Wildside for putting this out. And if you guys put out anything in 2018 or 2019, you got yourself a day one buyer. Josh, what is your rating? Okay, man. Uh, to wrap up to wrap up this. Al- amazing album review. Had such a fun time doing this. I gotta give this album personally a 9.5 because I'm not gonna lie. Wow, gonna one up me. I'm not gonna lie. Well, of course, but <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. There is a small part of me that does like Kiss This Love Goodbye. That's just me, but it's not. Softy. Hey, call me what you want. I'm a big softy. But, um, yes, there is a part of me that does like Kiss Us Love Goodbye. But, again, I just want to say I, you know, was lucky enough to have my... Uh, when when Aaron... What, what Aaron alluded to earlier in the episode was when we were at Buybacks and we found the... He found the album for me. I constantly... Me and my dad went con- constantly went back to that store and kept and I kept saying I kept looking at it every time I walked in I kept wanting it and wanting it and wanting it so for my 20th birthday he my own dad uh bought the album the day of my birthday and we went out later that later that evening we went out to Applebee's and they gave me a bag, and I unwrapped it, and there it was in the bottom of the bag, and I was just blown away. I was just flabbergasted, and I was just like, holy shit, guys, I love you. Like, thank you so much, and I couldn't say anything more. I mean, it's just amazing. I love it. But, um, you know, again, Drew, if you're listening, man, you know... A perfect album. You guys are amazing. You guys were mad geniuses when you were in the studio recording this album. This album, I would put it up against anything today, anything, and I firmly, I firmly mean that, honestly. And just, I just love it, man. It's just thank you guys again so much for creating this album, creating this music that will last a lifetime. It's timeless music. And, you know, keep on rocking, and I just love you, I just love the band so much, and like Aaron alluded to also, if you guys ever are able to release any new material in 2018, 2019, or anywhere in the near future, you guys def- you guys definitely, without a shadow of a doubt, have two day one buyers absolutely and we're gonna sign off and everybody keep on rocking and we love you and also uh a little bit of a detail on the album real quick before we completely sign off is that if anybody was wondering um when the album was getting made getting produced it was actually made and produced at eddie van halen's 5150 Studios at his house and Andy Johns was the producer and he was very big for producing Led Zeppelin I believe and also Rolling Stones I believe too and many many other fabulous acts you know that 
he would later go down the line to also produce and help out. And sadly, Andy Johns is not with us anymore. He passed. I don't know the details on that. But, you know, rest in peace, Andy Johns. You made so much music, so much great, timeless music as well. And when you got with Wildside to make UTI, you guys were firing on all cylinders. You guys were ripping ass everywhere across the board on this album. And in our opinions, you guys made a perfect album. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. We love it. And. We're going to go ahead and sign off now, and we just want to say thank everybody for listening, and keep on rocking, everybody, and we love you. All right, Josh, don't get ahead of yourself. Come on now. This is my part. This is part of the show where I'm supposed to do what I'm supposed to do. But, yeah, guys, that's going to be the episode for this week. Next week is going to be Fozzie. Fozzie Judas, a year a year ago, Fozzie released the new, their recent release, Judas. And I'm going to give my thoughts a year after the fact. Do I still like the album? Is there some songs that I think don't belong? Find out next week. This has been The Bakery, and I am closing up shop.